This is the salary you need to afford the average home in your state. We've got the entire list of every single state. I'm Byron Lazine. We've got Heidi DeRusso and Nicole White this week from Wanting Company at William Ravis Real Estate for Real Estate Radio. Nicole, we missed you last week. Sorry about that. That's right. You were out selling homes? Always selling homes. That's mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. right. We've got you guys for the first two segments and then PK. Pat Kenny will be uh, popping in for the end of the show, yeah, just like last week. Such, it's been such busy weekends in the real estate world. Lots of inspections, appraisals, Uh-oh. all kinds of things. Are happening. we going there? We're going with appraisals? No, I love uh, my appraisers out I know there. you do. We all love do. Love them. Mm-hmm. Go check out the latest Real Word episode if, uh, if you want to get the inside joke there. All right. We've got a list here of every single state. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the salary you need to afford the average home. Okay, so not a home, but the average home. Mm-hmm. All right, so like Alabama, for example, I think it's the lowest. Mm-hmm. You need an average salary of thirty-six thousand seven hundred sixty dollars. Everybody wants to move to Alabama. Well, now. their monthly mortgage payment's only nine hundred. But Could you imagine? I can't imagine. But I'm wondering though if that inc- does that include taxes too. I think we just need to specify because, like, Ooh, that's you know, a great like question. more, like, is the the mortgage payment must just be for the mortgage? We're not talking about taxes. Well, they're saying monthly mortgage payment and then monthly income needed, which which here it's three x the monthly mortgage. So they're basically trying to keep them in that thirty mm-hmm. percent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Alabamians yeah. enjoy a lower cost of living with home prices well below the national average. In fact, other uh, geo banking rates. Study found Alabama is one of the few states where it costs about the same to own or rent a home. So in Alabama, it's like don't do not rent, folks. Mm-hmm. No, you definitely want to be be owning. All right, we're gonna go through a whole bunch of these um, before we actually give out Connecticut's number. Connecticut, though, uh, although the cost of homes in Connecticut is above average, so our our cost of homes are above the national average. It's one of the best states for first time home buyers. I love that. I wonder yeah. why, though. Yeah, but does that even make sense? If the cost of of homes in Connecticut is above average, yet it's one of the best for her first time home buyers, what do they mean by that? Because they don't elaborate. Well, right? I wonder if your income is higher. I clicked on the link. Maybe because the first time home buyer's income is higher, it makes it one of the best states for. Well, if you click on it, it brings you to an article about taxes. Yeah, it brings you. I and mean, we know we have high taxes. They have a hyperlink here, and and, they, and it just yeah, I don't know, new homeowners. Here's what you need to know for taxes. We have incredibly high taxes, so that. Yeah, that would go against being great I mean, for, for first-time homebuyers. Right? I mean, I guess you get to write off. Do you get to write off your taxes? No, you get you get to, uh, yeah, you get to write, write off, off your interest. taxes. No, you don't. Yeah. You get to write off your taxes. <laughs> well, no, not they're just, like... They're just, just taxed. They're just... No, I, I I meant property taxes. Right. No, they're, writing them off. They're, well, they're, you're, you're able to deduct them as an expense, yes, up to a certain amount. Yes. As a first-time Oh, boy, home. we got we got like, to get clarification on that. Yes. I'm already getting beat up enough this week on things I say. It, I think I think you could I think you max out at ten thousand dollars. No no no. This don't be saying things like that. That that ludicrous. No, I really swear. I let's think you Google do. It. Let's call Greg. Should we call Greg? Maybe. Yeah, we call, I think maybe. we should call Greg. Ooh, our can you call him like on CPA? the air? Well, we're gonna have to. I mean, we're live right now. I mean, you should just call him on the side here. I don't even have his number. I just All email right. him. I'm gonna text him here. Yeah, in a let's minute. do that. Um, because again, there was a little bit of a change when it came to your property taxes. There was a cap, which. Obviously, is um, that like a? I wonder if it's federal too or state. All right, so it says here. This, I mean, this is TurboTax. So I'm not. I'm not. We're going to get Greg's information here. Homeowners who itemize their tax returns, which would be us. Yes, we itemize. Yes, Mm -hmm. uh, can deduct property taxes they pay on their main residence up to and any other real estate they own. Mm -hmm. This includes property tax you 
uh, you pay starting from the date you purchase the property. Uh-huh. Deduct it. Okay. I believe there's a cap. Uh, I know. Cap. Uh, we're, we're, all right. We're, we're going to come back to that because I got to get that. Uh, wait, you made it like 10,000. You may be like right on the ball here. Because uh, I know what I'm talking about. Well, wait. I agree on Stay. this <laughs> example. You definitely sound, it sounds to be true that you do. Um, yeah, that was the big, that was always the big problem. Cause we were always talking about, oh, how great it is. That you get to deduct your property taxes. But once they brought it back down to $10,000, it was sort of like, there was no longer any benefit. Like mm-hmm. not that there wasn't a benefit, but you know, like it was, it, it was almost a turn the higher end market. I mean, if you're, if, it looks like if you're married, you can deduct up to the 10,000, 5,000. If, Married filing separately, so I guess they're just assuming everybody's married. What about all those single ladies? We we pulled that stat the up. Single, single ladies. Single I'm ladies. a single lady. Yeah, you're a single lady. Um, did you see that? Did you see that stat that we talked about this week? I did. You see my comments on it? Oh, that yeah, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. The dudes nine, living in the basement. All the boys their, are living in the basement with, with their, their moms. moms. Yeah. There was only what eight, you know, eight or nine percent of single. Nine percent of single dudes are. Was that first time homebuyers? Okay. Um. Oh gosh. That was first time homebuyers. First time homebuyers, nine percent of first time homebuyers were single single dudes. Mm -hmm. But nineteen percent of them were single Mm -hmm. females. So Mm -hmm. the dudes, you gotta get out of your mother's basement. That's just that's just and if you and if you have nine hundred dollars, head on over to Alabama there and buy your own home there. They will welcome you Mm -hmm. with open arms. You only then need to make what was it, like thirty grand. Single dudes, go to Alabama. Heidi's a single female. I, so you're I, in the nineteen percent. I am in the nineteen percent. Well, was it when your first you, home? Was though? that your first home you just bought? Well, I, I mean, I bought my first house with my ex-husband, but okay. it's my first home I bought on my own. Yeah. There it is. Your yep. second home. Yeah. Well, oh, yes. It was the first time I was on a mortgage, though. Like my first home, I was just on the deed. Right, so yeah, first time. Oh, home okay. Yeah, yeah, first time. Yeah, they, I think I think we'll throw it out there. That was a throw in right? the first one. I think so. One. I think we just say a, yes. A deed throw in. I think we just say yes to that. I mean, it was just a quick count that in that number. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think. I love it. I mean, why not? Okay, so uh, it looks like Nicole was right. I'm on I, Nerd Wallet right now, and that, that's where property tax it. deduction rules I don't rules know that I've ever heard you actually say that, and now it is here in the recorded. Yeah, it's Bobby, on the waves. don't. Uh, on video. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> over at 94.9, will not. He won't bleep that out because we we're being very. Yeah, so maybe Connecticut's so great for first-time homebuyers because we do have like a, such a high tax. They can write that off. I mean, what else no, is the benefit? I, I just what, don't I, know how that's home- a benefit, though. Having high taxes that you can, you know, you're not really. Well, they're not even, but we're not, but that, but we're, we're talking about, you're talking about income taxes. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I guess property taxes are probably a little bit higher, but again, you go other places though, you go up to, um, so New Hampshire does not have tax on their income, but their property taxes are a little higher up there in New Hampshire. Hmm. You can even deduct, you may be able to deduct property and real estate taxes you pay on your primary home, which we said, Mm -hmm. uh, co-op apartment, vacation homes, land, property outside the United States, cars, RVs, and other vehicles, boats. 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 Yeah, I mean, you give all, don't you give that information to to Greg? I do. I give him my, the property taxes that I paid on my car. Of course my CPA gets everything, but but I'm just saying, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I thought you were Paying your taxes after the income year. Okay, so uh, what the IRS doesn't allow, we, we totally went down a whole nother totally went down rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, rabbit hole here. But property taxes on property you don't own. Oh, geez, really? What I mean, why would you? The IRS doesn't allow property tax deductions for property taxes on property you don't own. Okay. Well, obviously, property taxes you haven't Just paid disclaimer. yet. Disclaimer. Um, so I guess that would mean though, like when you're if you're that late. property taxes that you don't own, it might be like when you're. 
in a business with a lease and you're paying the taxes there, you don't uh, own the property, probably something like that. Well, but you, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're not able to write off that lease. No, no. no. Well, what about the what about your what about your belongings inside? Did you get? Yeah, you own that property, so I guess like maybe when the, the town, uh, the town is charging you for your belongings, the desk, and which I think is so. Absurd. I mean, why didn't we just invite Greg to this segment? That. I know I mean, this is this really, turned into a whole tax I mean, thing. This is we planned Welcome this. Welcome to real estate radio. Yeah, real estate. Yeah, Pat Kenny knows better than anybody. Real estate radio gets crazy. All right, we we come back. We're gonna get into how much money you need in Connecticut to buy the average home. That and our rewind when we come back. Real Estate Radio, you're listening to 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I'm Byron Lazine. We've got Heidi DeRusso and Nicole White, one and company. William Ravis, real estate. How much money do you need? What's your average income need to be to own the average home in Connecticut? That's what we're talking about. We only got into what? Alabama? I think that's as far as we got. And then we fell into a hole on on our Mm -hmm. taxes. Yeah, and we went taxes, which, by the way, are deductible. Your property taxes are deductible. Thank you, Nicole. I will never forget that now. Good. All right, Alaska. Until they change again. You need $51,000. Three hundred twenty dollars as the average income. Arizona fifty thousand eight hundred eighty. Arkansas was lower than Alabama thirty one thousand three hundred and twenty. Okay, California here's one eighty nine thousand two hundred eighty dollars. You need. That's not the Which, highest though. I feel like you probably need much more than that to survive in California. Colorado over seventy three thousand. What's the highest? Uh, DC. I think. Oh yeah. I don't. Why? Ooh. Why do all these articles do this to me? Every single time, it's the, they do it to you. No, 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 they do this to me every single time. I don't understand it. it we're talking about the states. Mm-hmm. This is the salary you need to afford the average home in your state. That's the head. That's the the headline of the article, right? It's the average salary mm-hmm. you need to afford the average home in your state. And then they put DC in there. Okay. DC is not a state. Oh, wait, well, DC is not the well, most expensive one. Oh, what is it? District of Columbia is not a state. Hawaii is 110,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Wild. Why do they always include housing in DC or DC in all of these lists like they're a state? Well, I, I, I think mean, because it's not really part of a state. So it, it's, it's a district. Right. Mm. But it's not. Did they add in like Puerto Rico? What does that mean? It's not part of a state. Like it's not like DC is Virginia or DC is Maryland. It's a district. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it, you, you, I, I, district of Columbia, right? It's so the district of yeah, it's its own. So again, entity. it's I, I get what you're saying because they're saying state, but I do think it's important to talk about DC. Whoever wrote this wants DC to be a state. Yeah. Well, they probably live in DC, and they wanted to show how much money they're making. Yeah, mm-hmm. ninety-seven thousand. If you want to want to go to see, all right, average. But that being said, nobody wants to go to DC. They want to stay right here in Connecticut, or they want to buy here in Connecticut. And before we give you the number you need to own here in Connecticut, or well, you know what we'll do, we'll have you start guessing. Ooh. Let's go to all of the sales we had in Connecticut. The one in company, William Ravis Real Estate, rewind. 
for the week. We had four new listings, 15 properties under contract and four closings. Heidi, yes. what do we got on the list? So just listed, we have 47 Lockwood Street in Meriden, Connecticut, and that just listed for $249,000. And it's a cute three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath bungalow, um, again, in Meriden. And actually, that's under contract. That's sold already. And that oh, was wow. listed by Nadia and Lee Barr. Awesome. Of one company. Yeah, super cute. And then there was 55. I'm going to bosh this. I got this for you. Okay, thanks. Uh, Nosa Hogan. Nosa okay. Hogan Nosa Drive Hogan. in Plantsville. 55 Nosa Hogan Drive, Plantsville, on for $315,000. Yeah, and that one's a super cute ranch listed by Abby. Um, three bedrooms, two full baths. And 1,700 square feet with a pool. And this one, they did accept an offer, but it's a Hubbard. Um, so technically, it's still available. So if you guys want to check that out, reach out mm. to Abby at One Company. And then we also have 53 Heather Lane in New Britain, Connecticut for $169,000. That was just listed by Abby as well. Cute little house, three bedrooms, one full bath. Cape has like great curb appeal. Oh, so um, that's not really... What is it, like a coming soon? The coming, coming soon, soon one, yeah. All right, well, we did just list um, 66 High Street, Unit 20 mm-hmm. for $1.35 million. It's a resale. It's the only three-bedroom unit available. It's actually the only darn unit available in the, the complex. The only unit the available. The only unit available over there um, in downtown Guilford at 66 High Street, Unit 20. And yeah. who do they reach out to for that for that one? Oh, they can reach out to Byron and I. Oh, good. Yeah. There you go. Nicole at oneandcompany.com. All right. All the under contracts. What do we have? Under contract. We have one in Meriden, Clinton, Bridgeport, another one in Clinton, uh, 66 High Street in Guilford. We have East Haddam, Durham, Meriden, Southington, another in Southington, Meriden, Northford, Hamden, Colchester, and another one in Guilford, Connecticut. We're slamming it in Meriden, huh? Uh, Southington. We're killing it. Southington, Meriden, 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 Shoreline. All over the place. Yeah. And then close, we have a unit in Brantford, another unit in Shelton, another unit in New Haven. Lots of condos sold this past week, and another one in Clinton, Connecticut. All right. That's so, your one in company. It. Rewind for the week. If you want to be on our Rewind, you can connect with us over at oneandcompany.com, and we'll be happy to get you your investment property, your purchase, or sell your home. Uh, you guys got anything this week that... Is uh, obviously Unit Twenty you just mentioned, but anything coming up, Nicole? Something in Old Saybrook? I, you know, you just listed a big one in Old Saybrook. What's Ooh. going on with that one? Oh, the land, our, yeah. our twelve acres of land over there. It's it's yeah. still happening. I'm again a lot of a, a lot of inquiries because people want to subdivide it, but it is not subdividable. But it's beautiful. Obviously, now with the summer out and the boats all out, um, it's really the perfect spot to you know take in um, the Connecticut River, the Long Island Sound. It's 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 spectacular. How long is that? No, catwalk to the dock. Oh my gosh, I didn't measure it. Are you no. kidding me? How many steps? Are you quizzing me? It took me two minutes because I did a video of it from one I end love to the that other. video. Yeah. It took you me two minutes that. to go over the marsh to get to its own because it has a private dock already there. So mm-hmm. for you to get to the dock, which is, again, it, the whole place is, it's just, it's magnificent. Can you build like a home and then like a sub home on it too? It just can't be sold off as two separate properties. Yeah, could you, you build know? a compound out there? Yeah. Well, you could definitely do a compound. I mean, it's, it's an acre and a half. There's city water there, which is really nice. So there's not a. Acre and a half of buildable, right? It's 12 acres acre, total. Yeah, 12 okay. acres. But it, so it's actually two right. separate parcels. So there's 11 acres that is like all marshland and then an acre, just over an acre and a half of buildable. Yeah. Gorgeous views, mouth of the river. It's magnificent. 
Yeah, yeah. That is a cool property. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. What about you, Heidi? What do you got? What do you, Any buyer needs? Anything you're thinking about? Um, always buyer needs. Obviously, anything on the shoreline for under 600000 Call me. Anything. Um, that, yeah. Is that just on repeat? Anything Literally, under 600 on the shoreline? Call did me Did you anytime. see the hot sheet, yep. though? It's on fire. I know. And did you see that listing in Brantford that just listed for like $3.1 million? I, I didn't Barbara get through it, it, but I, I just – the hot sheet was – on fire today. I loved it. I know you posted that, so I couldn't wait to come in the office and yes, check it out. So so like, good. No, some good stuff definitely hit the market. Anyone in Guilford or Madison, though, I've got buyers for under 600000 Please reach out 203-444-4075. And I have an investment property coming on in Sonia, a two-family that's listing next week. You can reach out for more details on that and another investment condo in Brantford. If anyone wants to buy one, let me know. We were talking about a little bit last week that you know, it, when we were talking about the, that CNBC article where it's like the housing market's cooling because mortgage uh, mortgages are down or mortgage inquiries are down. The applications, um, right? Where we saw – yeah, the app, mortgage applications. Thank you. But where we saw in May of 2021 the most pending sales, it would have literally May of 2021 – if 2020 didn't happen, those four or five, six months where we just had crazy numbers, May of 2021 – would have been the all-time record for pending sales for single-family homes in Connecticut ever, Wait, ever. So were they were they specifically talking about um, like inquiries? Like what, were those refi? Was refi in there too? Because I they think said refi was down. Well, refi and should applications, be down. Period. Refi, refi down. should be down. It's the rate. The rate yeah. is just too yeah. high. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering is is that is that what they were talking about? Because are they grouping them? They into were grouping the same? it all together. I yeah, think. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably I mean, it's, why it's CNBC. Yeah. Come on, but. We, we it was also, a headline. It was a good headliner. It was a great headline. We talked about it. But yeah. we also referenced the new listings. And to your guys' point about, hey, did you see this one? Come on. Did you see that one? Come on. Oh, if you're so a buyer in this market, there's just so much more to choose from than there was in quarter one mm-hmm. of this year or quarter four or quarter three of last year. You have options now. There are there are listings coming on the market. May of 2021 was uh, the month where we saw the most inventory come on in over a year and a half. Awesome. In over a year and a half, That's May of 2021. Wild. April was good. April and May were really good for new listings. Mm-hmm. I think Which June is and July are going to be great too. I think a lot more is coming on. In, uh, if we go to single-family homes, you had across the state 5,400 homes come on in May of 2021. Over 5,000 in April. Like if we go back to December, there was only 2,000 homes. I mean that's why we saw quarter one was struggling for inventory. You saw 2,000 in December, 2,600 in January, 2,700 in February. It was like, come on, when are we going to get some inventory on this market? Uh, And, you know, if you go back in time, historically you have one month like that, but we had three in a row where it's just like there was no inventory coming on. What's the – you always do that like supply, the month supply. Where are we at right now? Uh, days, uh, days on, no, months of supply. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we're still, that we talked about this last week. It's just getting soaked up. We're mm-hmm. at 2.3 months of supply. So definitely still a seller's market. Yeah. yeah. 2.3, um, is really much anything under six is a seller's market. We've been under six since October of 2000, September of 2019, September, October, 2019 is when we crossed six months um, anything under six is a seller's market. We've been in a seller's market now since the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. When you go six months of inventory, months of supply, that's where you're at a normal market. Mm-hmm. Anything above is a buyer's, buyer's market. market. Yeah. And uh, we were above, by the way, 
We were above for, for too many years, probably at least eight years, <laughs> yeah, seven, really? seven, eight, seven years. Um, yeah. What was it like being an agent during like, like, cause I'm, I'm fairly new. This is just my fourth year. I only worked in probably, yeah, I don't Heidi, think I ever worked in like a, first of all, Heidi, just so people know, Heidi sold 52 homes last year. <laughs> That's more than some people do in like a 15 year career. So True. You, you may be new in time, in years, but not an experience. Ooh, correct. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've gained a lot of experience experience due to you guys and one accompany the opportunities you guys give me. But I never worked through like an actual real buyer's market or like the crash, Nicole, like you saw that in 06, 07. Like, what was it like? Well, yeah. So I'm I listening and buy side. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't in during the crash. I got in in 10. So I got in when it was just crummy. High but months of inventory. It was, it was, it was crummy, but it was great. I mean, I, it was, it, it was also great. You it was know? the highest like, months of inventory. I basically like you would <laughs> I, like open houses were fun, you know, cause you got to like chat with people and Lots meet people. people. Yeah. I mean, take your time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was different though too. Cause there was no like Facebook, really Instagram, but anyway, it was great. Got I mean, it. it's, it's all good. I mean, Heidi, just, back when there was, there was no Instagram. Can yeah. you believe that? I don't know how Can you people imagine? function in real estate without Instagram. <laughs> all right, Nicole, <laughs> people, want to, clients. people want to reach out to you this week. Where, where can they find you? Uh, give me a call or text uh, 203-430-5926. Heidi, what about you? Uh, Heidi.Daruso on Instagram, or you can call text 203-444-4075. All right, Nicole and Heidi are going to go sell some homes. And while they're heading out, Pat's coming in. And if you want to call in, get some of Martin's money courtesy of Irish Springs Pool Water. All you got to do is call in and, and guess what the average salary is you need to afford the average home right here in Connecticut. We're giving that answer when we come back. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Byron Lazine, Pat Kenny, in from the bullpen on the last two segments. Heidi and Nicole are off-selling properties, and I believe we have Linda from Mystic on to call in and take a stab at the average salary you need or the salary you need to afford the average home in Connecticut. Linda, how are you? Good. Um, $51,320. Uh-oh. Did... Pat, is that accurate? Did, did somebody look this one up? It actually is not, but that's very specific. <laughs> that is, isn't it? Isn't that pretty close, though? What What are we at? It's 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 there. It's in the ballpark. I mean, right. we're doing think, in the ballpark for sure. I think right? I think Linda, I think Linda's in enough of the ballpark. You're not in the bleachers. You're not quite like in the box seats. You're kind of somewhere behind the third baseline. But uh, oh. yeah, I think. No, no, you're in. You're, you're, you're in. That was that was supposed to be a positive. Sorry. Uh, no, actual, actual number, 55,360. Okay. So okay. You're really close, but very specific. Well I lost it on my computer here. I thought it was in the 51s. But we'll, we'll do a $5,000 buffer. So, Linda, you are in. That's good enough for uh, Martin's money. Martin's money, you don't need to be on the dot to get it. So, Martin's money oh, coming well, your that's way. that's great. That's there great. you go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna send you over to uh, 
one of our great local Connecticut restaurants. How's Oleo sound? You been to Oleo? Sounds great. All right. Heading to Oleo, Martin's Money, courtesy of Irish Springs Pool Water and Service Station Equipment. Congrats, Linda. Oh, thank you. Pat, uh, before you came in here to relieve Heidi and Nicole, you were also texting me that we might have been butchering that whole tax conversation a little bit. I think you got there. We in got the there. End. I think well, you, you kind of, you, <laughs> you kind of got what very much like Linda from Mystic. You guys kind of got in the ballpark. Now, yeah, ballpark. appreciating. I'm not Greg, right? Who is our go-to tax resource? But so it's salt, state and local tax, and refers to property taxes, income taxes, or sales taxes. So two of the three that you've paid in the state you live in up to $10,000. That used to be a deduction that you could take substantially more than that. But because of Connecticut's high property taxes and high income taxes, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, California were, were amongst a, a group of states that were in an outrage when you hit a $10,000 limit. Think about your property taxes in Madison, your income taxes in the state over. of Connecticut. My, my property taxes are over 10000 and yeah, my So, so you hit your cap immediately, right? So, so that's, that's one of the arguments. So if you're a local business... It's not income taxes; it's state taxes that you paid, right? Or if you're a lo- if you're a resident, it's local income tax as well as property tax. So uh, that's where the ten thousand dollar cap. So again, you guys, Nicole had all the pieces, just not necessarily well, in in the right piece. That's the biggest piece. There is that income tax is included in that. So you're yeah. not just able to write off your property taxes because everybody in Connecticut had well, not everybody, but everybody that has income tax can't just write off their property taxes because you know, income taxes are high. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're a high income earner, especially in Connecticut, you are really hampered, you know, high income earner, uh, not only in the state taxes, but high income earner tends to obviously live in, uh, you know, fairly well to do homes. Generally speaking, because you have a higher value on your home, you're probably going to have higher property taxes. Both of those things together combined. Again, that's why Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, this all happened in, in 17, um, and there's just been an outrage. Uh, you know, it's been it's it's swelled down a little bit. The Biden administration has had some talks about trying to repeal bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, again, I defer to, to Greg on, on more of the nitty gritty. But, you know, that was something that we ran into in 17 is when the tax law changed. So from 18 on, for instance, my clients, we started to see a lot of people that were in the first year. It was kind of 50 50. Right. Some clients got really hurt by it and some were kind of eh, it's it's kind of a wash. And then since then, we start to see more and more, again, especially high income earners, uh, because you have that, you know, again, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, you're, to your point, you make 100 grand or more, your income taxes alone, you're going to hit so close to that limit already, then your property taxes and, and you're out. What was it previous to 2017? Uh, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was uncapped. I don't know the actual dollar amount, though, to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, again, that's, that's probably more Greg Wheelhouse than me. Uh, I wouldn't want to misspeak on that. And that's a that's a national thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's part of that's part of your federal tax return. Yeah, the, yeah. so yeah, the salt return. Yeah, you know, and again to Nicole and and, and Heidi's point, uh, that was off of your federal return, right? So that was right. You, know, you would have that because you already paid taxes locally. So the goal was to help reduce your your federal burden because you already paid state local taxes. Hence the term salt, state and local. Yeah, I'm a little salty over the clarification. A lot of people were, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, not, a, not a huge fan of, of finding out that that's where your cap is. And 
you know, again, I'm sure Greg, you know, can can dive in further if we want to have an entire uh, tax webinar one of these days. But um, you know, lots of stuff to consider there. But well, yeah, Greg Antipoff, who we've had on the show, he he's my CPA, um, and you know, he 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 does a great job explaining things. I ask him, I've asked him a million questions over the years, and I still can't figure out a way to, you know, really get out of. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a wealth of knowledge, not just on on this particular topic, right? We've definitely, he's brought some some really interesting stuff, you know, for instance, with uh, the CARES Act and stuff that was changing, uh, PPP loans last year, all that stuff. He was just awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. It was awesome. He is awesome. No. Yeah, he definitely was great at explaining the PPP and to your point. uh, But yeah, we'll have to have Greg, you know, we'll have to have Greg on here soon to kind of straighten us out on that but i think you've got it pat you've got that one figured out i get the gist of it i got i, get, I know enough of it to be dangerous and to explain it to people so like so listen I, the three of you guys you guys were all there you were right there. you had all the pieces we just, were had to get all, just had to get them all in order but um yeah man all right we want to give away some more of martin's money we got plenty of it so i think we yeah what's what's you want to stay in new england like i mean we did connecticut like what's the average i mean i didn't hear you guys give away like roadie on the first two segments no. Yeah, we can do uh why not? We can right. do Rhode Island. Why not? Let's do Rhode Island. If you can guess the average or the uh salary you need to buy the average home in the neighboring state of Rhode Island, eight six oh four six four ninety four ninety. Uh we'll get you a gift card courtesy of service station equipment and Irish Springs pool water. And this by the way is a tax write off for Martin uh helping out all <laughs> these all these local restaurants. That is for sure a tax write off right now. I can do you want to I do like a? That. Do you want to just take full advantage of Martin and do a double dip on Rhode Island? First question is: Is higher or lower than Connecticut? And the second question is: What's the number? There you go. Let's double dip on Martin. He doesn't mind. No, yeah. he's got. He's got it. So the first one is: It higher or lower than Connecticut? Just pick that 50-50 shot on that one. We always like those. Yeah. And then when we get that answer, then what's the actual number? Yeah, we'll, we'll do the same buffer, right? Five thousand. You like a little uh, little window there, up or down? Yep, we got to go with the five thousand. I mean, the first one you got a fifty-fifty chance. So your point is Rhode Island. Do you need a higher or lower salary to afford the average home in Rhode Island uh, compared to Connecticut? Eight six zero four six four ninety four ninety. First person that gets that right, higher or lower, gets a gift card courtesy of Martin's Money, and then uh, and then we'll actually go for the actual number in Rhode Island. And Connecticut's fifty-five three sixty, just as a reference point. Uh, I'm still, by the way, I was trying to read while I was sitting there, you know, getting loose in the pen, throwing some some fastballs, trying to get ready. I don't understand one of the best states for first time home buyer sentence. I'm still very stuck. Well, they had on. no clarification. They said Connecticut is one of the best states for first time home buyers. Yet, uh, as you just explained, the salt tax you're getting hammered there. And first time home buyer, you know, majority of first time home buyers are working, so they are paying state income tax. I, I yeah. honestly, I don't. I don't know where they were going with that. Yeah, like I, I've, I, you know, I did the same thing, right? We clicked the link, we read this. I got nothing. I have zero further data that in any way warrants the sentence well, of of Connecticut is one of the best states for home buyers. I just I don't think understand. they actually put the wrong link in there. The link made no sense to the to the claim. Yeah, here's what you need to know for your taxes, new homeowners. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very strange. The whole thing is very strange, but. Nonetheless, that's all right. We got to we got to go. We got a break coming up anyway, so we can think about it. 
All right. What do you need for a salary in Rhode Island to be able to afford the average home? Is that number higher or lower than the salary you need in Connecticut? We're giving away Martin's money. If you can get that right, 50-50 shot. Connecticut was $55,000 salary to afford the uh, average home. Is Rhode Island higher or lower? 860-464-9490. We're taking your calls and giving away Martin's money. When we come back, Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. How much dough do you need to make to afford the average house in your state? The top five, Pat, were Hawaii. Well, really the top four. They've got the top five listed here, but they've got number two is D.C. Doesn't count. Not a state. Headline is totally inaccurate by saying states when you throw D.C. in there. But number one is Hawaii. Two, they had District of Columbia. Three, California. Massachusetts at $75,000 income. And Colorado, number five, at 73000 Okay. Uh, so Connecticut was $55,000. The bottom five states were Ohio uh, was at the bottom, 28000 West Virginia, 29000 Michigan, 30000 You only need 30000 huh, in Michigan. Indiana, 31000 Arkansas, 31000 uh, okay, and so here's the question, 860-464-9490. What is the salary you need uh, in Rhode Island? Is it higher or lower than the 55000 in Connecticut to afford the average house? And we have Jack in Rhode Island calling in. So, Jack, how are you? Good, thanks. Jack, where in Rhode Island are you? Uh, East Matunic, which is right there in Narragansett. Awesome spot. A little, good, good little summer spot for you, huh? Yeah, little drive over the oyster bar. Wow. Beautiful. All right. Well, what do you think? Do you need a higher or lower salary in Rhode Island than Connecticut's 55000 to afford the average Rhode Island home? What do you think? I'm going to say lower, and it's forty-eight two is my guess. All right. And listen, you – you just double dipped and got them both right there. I like your style there. Not only are you correct that you uh, that Rhode Island needs a lower salary than Connecticut to afford the average Rhode Island home, uh, you also got within five thousand on the answer. So uh, the actual answer was fifty one thousand. You're forty eight. So you're getting hooked up with some nice gift cards, courtesy of Martin's Money Service Station Equipment, Irish Springs Pool Water. Santa Line, Chris will get you hooked up, Jack. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Man, came that. in pulling no punches. Just one, two, right for the gut. Yeah, he went for them both. It, little, hey, we said we were going to double dip. He got both of the uh, both of the answers correct there. So a nice double dip for him. And we'll call it, instead of a French dip, an Irish dip in honor of Ooh. Martin. A little pool water love there. I like it. There you go. An Irish excellent. pool water dip. I'm starting to see more and more uh, social media posts. Who do I call for pool water? Always, you know, the go-to response, of course, always Irish Springs. Always, always Irish Springs pool water. Yeah, everybody's filling up now. We're into June here, Pat. Actually, this it didn't feel like it uh, early this morning. It's a little brisk. 
or brisker? Yeah, it was a little rainy, a little cold, mm. most 60s. I got out there on the golf course at 6.30 a.m. Nice. We got a little, little bit of rain coming this afternoon down here, and then should be back to, to sunshine and palm trees, but there's always a little bit of rain. It's like 15 Nine. minutes every day. It just depends on what it is. 90s, right? 90s? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah it's it's uh, it's getting hot out. It's a uh, little, little muggy, a little humid, but, you know, welcome to South Florida, I guess, right? That's that's the go. world. That's the world. How's a... What do we got for Florida on the old list here? I'm wondering. We have to go look there. Uh, Florida was uh, 52, so right between yeah. Rhode Island and Connecticut, 52,640. Right in the middle. Florida really... is one of the one of the. This this is their uh, their little tidbit on Florida. Florida is one of the best states to retire rich. <laughs> okay. okay. The average the average home price is 285,000 in the Sunshine State. So, if you're rich, it's one of the best states to retire there. Okay. Fantastic. What I don't understand too is like, I'm just going to get more annoyed about this whole Connecticut thing. It doesn't actually give you the average price like it does the rest of the homes. It just says it's above average. Yeah. Like, so it's above average and then it has some asinine article that doesn't have anything to do with the response. Well, I can give you, it's, it's weird because they're saying average home price, average home price in Connecticut is really high. Our median sale price is much lower than the average. So I don't know how they're defining average there, but. Yeah, and it's not like you can click anywhere and find out here. So it's just ridiculous. I don't understand. That's our, av- our average sale price is because of like the high end in Greenwich get boosted up quite a bit compared yeah, to, I'm the, sure. to yep. the median, you know? Um, Mass is up there too, though, huh? Mass oh. is in the top five, yeah. They yeah, $75,000. And that makes yep. sense. Massachusetts market's crazy. Uh, very, very high. Very high market. Yeah, some interesting states. I mean, it's kind of they're kind of scattered all over the map, you know. Plus, of course, DC because you know there's got to be in there. Oh yeah, they're they're in on every state list now. I I mean, what do you think the odds of of DC becoming a state are? I mean, I got according to these lists, it's like it's already happened, and I just missed the uh, newsflash. I I don't really know, man. Like, so why isn't DC a state? The Constitution directed that the seat of U.S. government be a district, not to exceed ten square miles over which Congress would exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever. So it's a special district, according to James Madison. It was to prevent any particular state from holding too much power. That's why it's not a state. Okay, so there you go. So keep it that way. Yeah, so why would you make it a state? I don't understand. <laughs> don't understand. They, they want it to be a, its own state. Who wants to make D.C. a state? Nobody. Uh, liberals, I think. Hey, come on. We don't we don't do we don't do politics on the show. No, but that was just my cat. I'm not doing politics, but that that is who I believe wants to make it uh, to answer your question. What the heck? I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, what a racket right. that is. That's unnecessary. We don't need to dive down that rabbit hole. No, definitely not. Pat, what what what's going on in your world? Uh they had the Bitcoin conference just south of you over in Miami. What do you think hmm. of that? Uh I think I a not really your world, but yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. You know, what I think is very funny is like, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this the last six weeks. Sorry, I'm trying to chew a cough drop because my throat's killing me. Um, the last like six or eight weeks, I think it's just been. I'm like, I'm tired of the headlines. I'm really tired of talking about crypto. To be fair, right? Why, just, are, a lot, it, are a lot of your clients asking you about it? No, I mean, like it's you know, it's certainly something that they see, right? But like, it's not it's not something that we do. Still answer questions about it, you know, but like. It's just kind of funny. There's the the it's you know it's the headline, right? So everybody wants to talk about uh, buying crypto and and you know 
buying AMC and buying the rented stocks and all this stuff. Oh, AMC is so annoying. The people that buy AMC are lit on Twitter are the like the worst human beings alive. The people yeah. that are invested in AMC stock. Yeah, like like the whole AMC GameStop uh, Clover Health thing for the last two weeks. I'm just like none of that. I just it's 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 boring. Get away from me. Like I just I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I've had enough. But I mean, like crypto, you know, the it's a it, it's all a headline momentum thing right now. You know, the people that are buying and selling most of the crypto don't really look into or understand a lot of it, and that's fine because there's so much of it. I mean, like it's a whole separate world uh, to try to understand that literally. But you know, I think. You know, we had inflation. Excuse me, inflation is starting to move. Jumped much higher than expected. Um, you know, almost well, not much higher, right? Higher than expected. I mean, we're almost higher almost than five percent. Five percent. But I thought the expectation was four point seven percent. No, uh, three eight. Oh, it was three eight was the expectation. All right. Yeah. So you know, so so noticeable jump, which is good, right? I mean, that's not a big deal. Like, it, it's it's okay to ha- like. That's the other thing we talked about this on the show before. Right? People think inflation is this bad word. And it's not. That's a that's that's a it's a sign of a strong economy. Now, inflation sucks for you and me when we go to get gas and buy milk. Like, yeah, there's a certain aspect of it that is has negative repercussions. But as a whole, you want to see inflation, especially coming out of an economy the way that we did in last year. You know, that's that's a sign of recovery. It's a positive thing. Employment rates, inflation, you know, cap, uh, uh, corporate earnings are hugely important. I mean, you know, we talked about um, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, one of my clients. And if you look at from the bottom of the market in March to when we had fully recovered to the peak in February. So in February, we hit that all-time high, hmm. fell straight, nose down, face first, bottom of the market. to Stock full, market. Stock market, I'm saying, the S&P 500. To fully back where we were was six months minus one day. It was almost, exa- it was almost exactly six months on the nose to go from record high to the bottom in March back to where we were record high. And now we're at – Literally every other day, we're at least touching record highs in the market. Um, you know, so it's if you think about like in 1960, the S and P 500 in 1960 was 58. That wasn't like a short in my in my internet connection. It was 58, not 5800. <laughs> Five eight period yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. It closed this week at 4,247. That's 70 times. In the course of 61 years, most of my clients are in their late 50s to early 70s. They've lived through that entire thing. So this last 60 days, or I'm sorry, 60, 60 months, six months, seven months, 12 months, 15 months, you've seen the whole movie. We went super high, super low, back up, and then now super high again. That's what we've been dealing with for the last, just like the housing market has been, right? The, you, you've had this. We spent 13 years in Connecticut with blah yeah actually losses not losses but reductions in value and then now you've had these crazy spikes like you said uh well i think the first two segments first segment last month in connecticut would have been an all-time high if it hadn't been for 2020 yeah if you hadn't had uh like may through september october of 2020 where we just kept setting new records for pending sales every month may of 2021 would have been an all-time monthly record for most pending sales for single family homes in Connecticut. If you just take out those few months in uh, 2020, when we peaked out crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, people are like, is the market slowing down, slowing down from what we're like touching all time highs almost every other month. But to your point, you know, I heard heard something the other day to your point about the, those last 60 years. um, 
baby boomers literally because of like to your point of where the the stock market has gone and like you know 401k was created for baby boomers mm -hmm. they've had the easiest opportunity of any generation to become wealthy yeah the yeah easiest. between home values when they first when they first purchased the the appreciation in equity yeah. and then buying in the markets when yeah. they did it's it's only going to get harder from here, folks. But uh, that's just that's just the way it is. PK, where can people find you this week if they've got some investment questions? You just bet BarnumPlans.com. Hit that little contact button. Slide right into the calendar. There you go, PK. Slide into his calendar, if you will. Love it. If you got real estate questions, find us at OneAndCompany.com. And if you'd like to join the team, go over to Real Estate Agent Scholarships. Dot com real estate agent scholarships.com will pay for your license have a great weekend folks we'll see you back here next weekend thank you to service station equipment irish springs pool water chris from 94.9 specifically chris from 94.9 that's who i'm thanking over there just chris love you guys have a great weekend real estate radio 94.9 news now and stimulating talk